You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the mind of the meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is The Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind, man? You know, uh... Kind of glad I got my second COVID shot just in uh, just in time for a uh, Chinese satellite to fall on my head, uh, rocket ship or whatever that's crashing to Earth this weekend. You know, have you I'm been sorry. watching the news? I, I no, I have no idea what you're talking about. There is a uh, rock uh, uh, a rocket from China that's planning to crash to Earth over the weekend. Cool. Am I? Where? My, <laughs> where's it? Uh, where's it supposed to land? Yeah, it's uh, it's rocket roulette. They don't know. Boy. Rocket roulette. Yeah, yeah I, I was watching. Uh, I like. Uh, there's this uh, guy Steve Lochner. He's got a really good YouTube page, and uh, I was watching it. And they're trying to figure out, you know, where where she's going to land. <laughs> I said, like, with my luck, it'll be right on top of my head. You know, this, yeah. Let's. Uh, from ABC News like a- here, officials are tracking a section of a Chinese rocket expected to plunge down to Earth as early as Saturday, but they aren't sure where it will land. Fun. Uh, it's too soon to know exactly where it's going to come down, Pentagon spokesperson and guy with no information, John Kirby said in a briefing Wednesday. <laughs> um, the section is part of a rocket called Chinese Long March 5B. Which launched? What a name! Uh, which launched a module of the country's first permanent space station into orbit last week. Um, okay, it's just a little too so, soon right now to know where it's going to go or what, if anything, can be done about that. Yeah. All right. So, well, we're recording so this on plans? a Friday, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you're all all right. Life. Um, yeah. China keeps get the gifts they they keep giving the gifts we don't want. Man, it's just <laughs> between that and the the coronavirus. Hey, you know? hey now, hey now, hey Man. now. Look, that was as much Batman's fault as it was uh, <laughs> China. You know, I, I just China. assume Batman is a man who makes love to bats. I'm not entirely, you know, I'm more of a Marvel guy. Um, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good stuff, man. Does the fun ever start? 
No. Uh, no so, okay. all right. So, uh, China's attacking uh, via debris from. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we're here on a Friday night, TGIF, with a with a ton of our uh, ton of our Patreon members. Um, yeah. Since we went on the air, we've got Derek's here, Sean's here. Sean says. Uh, there's a tiny chance that debris could hit New York, Los Angeles, Madrid, Rio de Janeiro, the Nigerian capital of Abuja, or Beijing. Uh, all I can say is I think I speak for all wrestling fans when I say I hope it does not destroy the arena in Rio de Janeiro where Pat Patterson won the first ever Intercontinental Championship. That arena, uh, hard to find. But yeah. but a really um, important part of history, so hopefully that'll be all right. But I it's love a, it's, it's like the beaten path. There's a tiny the chance that debris could hit. Who reported this, Meltzer? Dude, you you were get out of my fucking head. <laughs> I can, uh, I'm the tour guide. I can't get out of your head. It's my job. Oh yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> uh, a lot of room in here. Uh, um, and a lot of breeze. Uh. Uh, <laughs> oh, so but yeah, man. So yeah. So, so uh, this is this is the uh, episode fifty nine, or our last episode. We don't yeah, know. We'll it could this. be. It could. Be. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. I don't know with the debris, but like, what's the? What are the chances? Here's all right. If the debris both gets me and you, <laughs> I feel like that is someone high up going. This mind of the meanie shit has to stop. Yeah. So, um, or it's uh, or it's Meltzer. Yeah. Um, it, it could hit Earth, or it, it could not. Maybe yeah, it could. could. Plants change. Could. There could be debris. Maybe there won't be debris. Speaking of debris, uh, I think everybody saw on uh, Dark Side of the Ring Meltzer's uh, floor. <laughs> Um, except, uh, you, uh, except uh, I'm pretty sure that was all Japanese debris. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen, dude, the, uh, there's somebody watching that show with like high anxiety who wants to jump through the TV and just straighten that room. Me, oh. <laughs> you, you, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was man. just surprised, uh, he could sit comfortably with his knees that close together, you know? Yeah, well, it helps when you don't have any balls. Um, yeah, well, well, well yeah, there you go. So, Manny, there's talk to too. me. Talk to me. Baby, talk to me <laughs> like um, lovers do. So That was the arithmics, by the way. What's that? That was what? The arithmics. You know, I thought you said arithmics. that was the original. I was like, oh, man. I didn't realize uh, that they covered it. Um, the I new originals. I I, I'm not familiar with that song anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, the O'Neaters. <laughs> that was a good movie. Oh, it was a great movie. Yeah. It was a perfect movie. Um... So, uh, I got my daughter into, um, the cure trouble. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> uh, now she gets herself into that. Um, I got her into the cure. Um, very cool. Very Fri cool. Friday. I'm in love, uh, playing it. She's like, do we have a song for Friday when I'm driving her to school? So I was like, I've got a song for Friday. And that was That's it. Awesome. So now she like sings along with it and everything and. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's so cool. Um, it's it's weird. I'm 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 old enough to know, remember when that song debuted, and it was like a new song. And yeah, it reminds me of working in Atlantic City, and uh, it just always existed in my life. Yeah, 
Just uh, I had like a summer job working, running bikes on the boardwalk, summer '93 or something like that. And it was, um, so sometimes a, a song will take you back in time to certain things. Yeah, uh, you know, good things or bad things, but uh, mostly good things, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> Do you uh, have? A, but yeah. Do you ever have a songs? I was talking to my brother um, the other day, and we were just kind of talking Fred about Edward. Yep. Fred from, uh, who can be, who his work can be seen on adfreeshows.com. Uh, short stories of swaggle is cartooning. Also, of course, youtube.com slash mind of the meanie for meanie tunes. Um, yeah. the original series that spawned him actually getting paid work. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and of course talking with friends over at youtube.com. Of course. Mind of the meanie. And that is enough meanie of me talking about people from high school. Yeah, that nobody knows nor cares for. Anyway, um, <laughs> I might just mention I might mention that every single time now. Uh, oh, of course, because I'm bitter. But um, we were talking about how like these songs, um, how like sometimes you'll have like, of course, there's the nostalgia aspect, and you can remember this like incredible moment or whatever. But you ever have songs where it's like. You hear a song and you're like, I can remember, like, I'm I'm taken back to a, a a right turn I'm making on some street back in like, you know, 2001. Like random, a random time when you're like, definitely not the first time I heard that song. Definitely not an important moment in hearing that song. But for whatever reason, that was the moment that imprinted in my brain. I like. There's certain like. For instance, uh, you know, when the Foo Fighters first came out, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think song. I think we have some of their, uh, yeah, <laughs> some of their stuff right here. Here it is. So when the Foo Fighters first came out, you're saying? Yeah, uh, I was driving from my friend Valerie's house to m- back home at Lake Saint. There's a strip. She lived in. Epsic, and I was driving back to Lake City, and there's like a strip of road. It's very desolate. It's like almost like there's an airport near there or something like that. But like it's a road, the two lane road, no whatever. And they're like, well, ladies and gentlemen, here's the new song from the drummer from Nirvana, Dave Grohl. He's got a new band, the Foo Fighters. Here is I'll Stick Around. And I just remember that wow. night, one summer night, uh, driving home and hearing I st- I'll Stick Around. Uh, Another example, I remember being <laughs> in a drive-thru at a McDonald's in Atlantic City the first night I heard uh, Hey Man, Nice Shot by Filter. Hmm. And again, they're like, here's the guitar player from Nine Inch Nails, uh, so-and-so. Hey Man, Nice do you, Shot. Do you think you're making these these connections there because they're like, here's so-and-so from... So kind that's like where where you just you perked up and listened because you're like, wait a minute, what is what is going yeah. on here? It made an impact. Yeah, it was like, oh well, I like Nirvana. Let's see if this sounds like Nirvana. Ooh, I like Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this sounds like Nine Inch Nails. And then who knew that you know, <laughs> hey man, nice shot would be the uh, soundtrack for ECW Extreme <laughs> Warfare Volume Two. <laughs> Hey, night. was that the kimono night? Yeah, one. it was, wasn't it? The night Kimono one Alea danced <laughs> atop the top ECW. ECW arena. Um, so we had a lot of fun 
Uh, that was extreme over on adfreeshows.com. Always. A lot of fun on that. And a, we had a blast last yeah. night as we're recording this, uh, doing the Zoom call um, with the top guys or whatever the, the thing is there. Um, top I can, guys and gals. I can't keep track of. No, the top guys is like they're, that's what they're called. Oh, I know. But like there was have, a gal there. Too. There was one. Yes, there was one, uh, one lady. Amy? With a very cool was story. Yeah. I'm sorry? Amy? Was that her name? I'll go with it. All right. I'll, I'll um, allow it. Uh, hey, Sean Jones is asking a question here. Is Fred doing the Slap Dicks animated series for What Happened When? First, I've heard about that. What is the uh, Slap Dicks animated series? Sean, Breaking tell news. us about it. Yeah, so uh, I will say that the most recent thing that Fred uh, submitted to Conrad was, was a, a figure four leg lock. Yeah. Was a, uh, uh, a what happened when it was something with him and Tony, which I think may be the first one with Tony. Uh, and it's yeah. one of the funniest ones I've ever seen. So that's great. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty I'm proud great. of Fred. Yeah, I'm proud me of too. No, he's, yeah. he's working really hard. Is, and uh, is it proud of or proud for? What, or does either way, can it go either way? I think you could be proud for him because he's somebody that you know and you just, you know, are, are, are like, like being happy for him. But I think you're also proud of him because, I mean, it was Meanie Tunes that got him the, the start here. I mean, yeah. in fairness, it was him so, coming up with the idea of Meanie Tunes, so, but still. Yeah. But, you but, know, you, you know, feel like, yeah. Yeah, he's family. Yeah, you, know. you just be proud. Proud. You ever see Freddie Got Fingered? I didn't. I, really I couldn't. I didn't get that. There's like one funny move part in that whole movie. Which part? And oh, in the beginning when he's trying to drive, and he goes, "Get the fuck out of the way!" Because <laughs> I was like, "That's me," you know. That after movie that, was, it was so horrible, like, but was a that was a classic, terrible, terrible movie. Maybe I gotta watch it again. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I haven't watched it since I was like maybe like. 19 or 20 so i'm I not i'm not theater. telling you that it, it aged well but you know with the the uh japan for japan for you know the badgers for the badgers for the badgers the sauce yeah. the eyes and the sauce it's yeah. pretty much it it's yeah. just what he keeps saying but here's the thing i like tom green yeah like i hear him do interviews and they you know one of his interviews is kind of like something we've incorporated in this the show where we're like we try not to Lead the best part of the conversation in the hallway. Right. You know, before, like, me and you don't, I like, we try to not talk about really good things. <laughs> That's when the tape's not rolling, you know, kind of like, save it for the air, you know, kind of thing. You know, uh, it's like kind of like the lesson I learned in uh, from Al. It's like, if you have to say something, save it for the car. You never know who's listening. Yep. You know, kind of thing. But... You know, uh, Tom Green said he, you know, he was doing his podcast and he was with Ed McMahon and he was trying to, you know, do some uh, banter back and forth before the show. And Ed was just smiling at him, like going, like going, ha, ha, ha. And then he, re and then Ed let him in. And I was like, don't let, you know, the bet, you know, don't let the, uh, leave any good conversation in the hallway because Ed was trying to save his stories for the air. Right. So it seems more, more fresh. Yeah. So, but uh, as far as Freddie got fingered, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. I I like Tom Green. I just didn't like that movie. Yeah, it was uh, it was 
I don't know. There's some things I always go back to. Like if someone says like fingers crossed, I always think cross, cross, cross. Uh, I'm going to get a jobby. Where's your LeBaron? Where's your LeBaron, Freddie? Anyway, <laughs> I just quote that. There's so many that Sean was quoting on here. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Um, I, I remember that he did yeah, the song with the keyboard and the sausage. Dude, you got to see that. That reminds me of Goldust, yeah. Uh, you got to watch You got to watch it. Um, Goldust went to kick me. My balls fell out and said, look, I was giving birth to a baby cow because <laughs> I had two hooves coming out of my trunks. Hooves. Uh, let's... Uh, Let's see. Apparently, this thing is on uh, on Patreon or on ad free shows. They uh, said something about this. What happened when? Oh, it was on the What Happened When Patreon. Oh, I don't. All right. Well, it popped up last night on What Happened When Patreon. Sean, give us some more information on this because I gotta talk to talk to Fred. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's doing that or not. I feel like if he's not doing. Here's the thing. The one issue with Fred doing this stuff is he's one guy, you yeah. know, like how much can well, he, one guy, yeah, one guy, how much can he churn out? Like, it's incredible the amount that he's <laughs> been able to do in his teenage years. He could churn out uh, quite a, mm. quite a, <laughs> Never mind. yep. Yeah. That's how, he, that's how he stuck his posters to the wall. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. I know everybody's, they're now talking about Porky, um, Porky's what? In the in the comments oh. here, I'm just trying to see, trying to keep track, uh, and they're all talking about Porky's, the movie, yeah, right? classic movie. Good evening, Andy Slichter. Slichter. Welcome to the show. Um, it's funny. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley was on uh, Busted Open, and he said he watched Porky's and didn't like it. Hmm. I was like, "How do you not like Porky's? That's like a, a classic movie from the '80s." Yeah, it's a pretty hysterical film. Yeah, I, I texted him. I was like, how did you like, not like pork? He was, like, it was, he was like, it was stupid. I was like, I don't know. Why do they call you, why do they call you meat? You know, with a young uh, Kim Cattrall. Mm, yeah. I think she's the probably the only person that in that movie that kind of went on to have a career. I think. She was the girl who howled or something like that. Man, I don't remember. I haven't seen that in a very I am long so time. relaxed right now. I, I am so comfortable. Normally, I'm just. This is like uh, the NPR version of mine and Amini. We're just like chill, you know. Yeah. Hey, Sean Jones, can you send me like a picture of it? Because I'll tell you whether or not. So they might be using what he did as not a short story as a swaggle. I thought it was going to be a short story as a swaggle, but he's saying the animation looks like Fred's. I mean, they don't have another animator, so I'm kind of going out on a limb here and saying it's him. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I want to know, because maybe that's what it is. Maybe he wasn't doing a short story with Swaggle. Maybe this one that he showed me was uh, was for that, for the, uh, the What Happened When, the Slap Dicks animated series. That's amazing. Yes. Does um, that mean technically he will have animated three different Series at this point, Meanie Tunes, Short Stories of Swaggle, and the Slap Dicks animated series. And he did a he did a he did a commercial for Conrad. He is also for, uh, yeah, that is something. It's out there. We can. I, it's free to talk yeah, about it. Whole, um, yeah, he's doing for uh, for First Family Mortgages. He's doing uh, commercials for them now. So yeah, that's no, so cool. He is he is deep in the bosom of the uh, of Conrad and Company. <laughs> 
uh, which is good for him. I'm really happy for him because he's a good, he's got a good mind for this stuff. I feel like once they start, at some point they're going to realize his potential of, of, you know, what he can bring to the table outside of the uh, animation as well. And yeah. I mean, he, he's an ideas man, as they say. So, you know, dude, uh, yeah. And it's, it can only, you know, uh, only good things can come of it, man. He's oh, yeah. got so much talent over there. Okay, so Sean sent it over. Uh, yeah, that is it. I thought it was a new short story to Swaggle, but apparently not. No, that is very much it. Um, and uh, very cool. That's exciting that, that they're doing that. Um, did they release the whole thing, or was it just a clip? And then we also have like a 45 second delay before he'll be able to respond. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, very cool. Very, very cool. I'm glad Good it's stuff, uh, man. Yeah. I'm glad that's happening. Um, meanwhile, uh, what's going Back on? At our the end range. Here? Oh, I know Meanie. Uh, yeah. The Meanie action figures by Cello yeah, Toys. Very exciting. They are selling like hotcakes. Mm, hotcakes. Yeah, they're, they're selling, <laughs> dude. I, I I'm so impressed with how how they turned out, man. There's so much. There's so much. Uh, yeah. Like you let me hold the like I I'm I'm glad I got to you know hold the prototype. You know, you still had that, and I, I between holding the prototype and the real thing, I'm so like happy how our figures turned out. You know, those, yeah, those things got some weight to them. Yeah, no, you know? they really do. There's, I mean, you can do the mini salt. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. No, they're they're so cool. They're really, I mean, they're. Great. I'm sure I, I'm sure I still could. I. That's not something you you stop being able to do as you get no. older. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Cello Toys uh, doing amazing work. Uh. They got all these. They put out a teaser today. I was trying to figure out who it was, uh, and it was like it seemed. It looked like a shot from like either feet down looking up at somebody, or the person that the figure was laying on his back, and they're trying to give like a a context clue. I was like, I was going to say, "Hey, man, that's my finisher right there, just <laughs> laying on your back, just getting pinned." One, two. Hey, Blue Mini, what's your finish? I just lay down my back, like uh, you know. There, there you go. Uh, counting the lights, door. Job squad one two three for life, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're they're killing it over there, man. Yeah, they're yeah. doing great shit. Yeah, no, Cello Toys. Um, I think they've got some coming back in. Um, and I for because they're sold out, but I think they're gonna have some. And I don't know if it's like a damaged packaging thing or something, but they're gonna have a few more available. Uh, yeah. over at cellotoys.net. Um, we still have some available over at mindofthemeanie.com. JB Toys, they are, they are uh, NWO sold out, as they say. Um, <laughs> we, but we, we have some still here. Um, but, man, I mean, it's exciting. It is a weird... I've joked about this in the past, but, like, dude, I've had merchandise and things like that. I still have, from when I ran the TWF... I still have boxes in my basement here that are 20 years old of T-shirts that nobody bought. Um, it is a weird thing that these packages were delivered and then packed up and then sent out to people that bought them. Like, it's a, um, it's such a good feeling seeing that happen, you know? 
I think I think I still have a box of like three PW shirts in the basement. Yeah. I never. Well, read. you know, that yeah. was the other thing back in the day. You had to get them printed, right? Like you couldn't. Old school. Old yeah, school. You had yeah. to get all of them printed. There was no print on demand or eh, I'll grab 10 of them to sell at the gimmick table. Like, no. It was like, how many do you want? Well, what makes it cheaper? Well, if you get 700 of them, we can bring it down to, you know. So. I, be- I believe it was like, if you get a gross of 144 shirts. Yeah. It was always know, a weird you number fi- like that. Yeah. yeah. You always got to figure, well, wrestling fans are a little bit bigger. So I have yeah. to get some more double XL. So that's a couple extra bucks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I was so, like, I'm so used to getting bigger shirts that, like, you know, in recent years I've found myself having to get, like, medium and larges because, you know, just uh, more people were demanding them, which I had never had to deal with before. Wrestling, always wrestling fans are getting in better shape. Is that DDP yoga? Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah, that too. But uh, wrestling fans are, uh, I mean, wrestling fans uh they're pissing it on to their children, mm-hmm. you know, with the network and stuff, you know, before the, the before the cock, be the peacock. Yeah, I don't, but, uh, I don't want to cock block you, but I do want to real quickly say, uh, <laughs> Sean says I have a feeling the one I ordered through JB Toys isn't coming, and I, I, I do want to clarify. Uh, I spoke with Chella about everything. There was a terrible uh, packing job, and almost every single one that JB Toys had delivered to him had fallen off the card. Um, so they were all sent back and are being repacked. And cello toys assured me that they are being repacked and sent uh, back to JB toys. You're going to get them, Sean. And if you don't, by the time he tells everybody, Hey, we've, I've sent them all out and you don't get it. Just let us know. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we'll hook up our peeps. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's an important thing too. Like I say, man, when you go into business some, with somebody, they represent you. Yep. You know, so, you know, I mean, we don't work for JB Toys, but we're doing these figures through JB Toys. And, you know, hey, if they don't hold up their end of the bargain, I, I, me and both, both me and Josh feel compelled to, you know, make it right. Yeah. You know, no, we're, we're, we got you. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, In good faith, you know. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think that the important lesson in all of this is that we can sell stuff ourselves, and we didn't know that uh, in the beginning, and now we know how to. And, you know, look, I had a very nice conversation with Chella the other day. Um, If I had to, I would bet that you have not seen the the last of, uh, of, of us working with Chella, um, be it to, as individuals, as Mind of the Meanie, um, and speaking of these things, we also have to talk about the Gatter Brothers yeah. um, releasing the images of the buddies uh, of Meanie and myself. And these are being presented as Mind of the Meanie, like a Mind of the Meanie two-pack, but that's not really what they are. They're individuals that you, you can get them separately or there is a package deal to get them together. So it's kind of like... A, Here's our individual buddies, and oh, by the way, we do a podcast together, so, you know. Uh, but more fun, exciting things having to do with that. Keep August 7th open, everybody. It's insane uh, how cool, you know, this has become, uh, the things we got involved. Uh, uh, I got pitched something today I can't even talk about, and it's insane. Are we going to uh, talk about but, this off air as well or no? 
I've, I've been sworn to secrecy on this one, oh but if it happens, oh my, it's it's kind of it kind of has to do with that order I put in with you today. <laughs> oh, so I gotta oh. look. I gotta look presentable. So, My goodness. Yeah. So uh, it's it's amazing what things can happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, the order when, you're talking when, about is from Manscaped.com, right? Promo code <laughs> meaning twenty. Yeah, I'm all. When you said I'm to me, not, "I need this. I need I need the nose trimmer, the ear hair trimmer, and the ball trimmer." You know what's funny is they sent me the nose and ear and nose trimmer, and I had already you know bought one. <laughs> so I, like I got. I could do two ears at once now. I nice. guess. You know, it's just like. You're, you're but, you know. I'm sorry. Can you show that one more time? I'm sure. Someone no, 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 nope. <laughs> Slicked or don't you dare. Uh, and everybody who's listening to this is going, what did he do? What did he do? Well, join us on over at patreon.com slash mind of the meaning yeah. to find out. But yeah, we, man, we got some cool shit going on. Uh, like I said, I got proposed something. It, it's not guaranteed to happen, but I'll be prepared if it does. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know we got the figures, we got their buddies. We're in, we got the video game, uh, and which just came out on PS4, and I was actually able to play the final finished product. Uh, stay tuned. Sweet. We we may have opportunities to give away uh, some downloads for the game. Yeah, it looks uh, like that might be happening, which would be really fun. I'm confident it will. Um, you know. Ha- Mike Herman over at RetroSoft Studios and Michael Archer, uh, both who approached me approached me to get into the game, uh, are top notch, man. They're uh, really it was really cool for him to reach out and say, "Hey, do you want some downloads for the show?" We're just trying to figure out how to go about it in a, in a funny, creative way, maybe. Uh, but yeah, we got some cool shit going on here at Mind of the Meanie between uh, the video game. Action figures, Russell buddies, uh, and all this, you know, you know, we're doing this stuff over at ad free shows with that was extreme with Joel Gertner. You know, the, the, uh, zoom call last night was awesome. Uh, and we're working on, uh, doing our zoom call for our Patreon folks. Uh, we, we also have to do, um, uh, some watch along stuff, but mm-hmm. given I was, I'm an ECW original and uh, NBC is combing through the library to see what's acceptable and not acceptable. I got to yeah. see. We're, we're, we're just trying to wait and see what of which of my actual content is on the, the yeah. network now. So we're going to we're going to figure it out. Uh, and, and definitely we haven't forgotten about anybody. No. Uh, it's just a matter of. And what it'll probably kinda, what it's probably going to end up being is maybe later this month. We're probably going to get together on one night and or one morning or whatever it is and watch yeah. three matches as opposed to just doing one match we'll probably you know to do a make good for for our makeup from before and maybe we'll even throw a fourth yeah. match in there i don't know yeah, like yeah. old school goldberg match or something you know <laughs> um well we'll make it up look we haven't forgotten about anybody it's just we're kind of in limbo yeah you know it's like, oh, we'll just switch over to Peacock. It'll be like that. And then, you know, the new story came out that, well, Peacock's coming through the archives and see what, you know, stays and what doesn't stay. So yeah, they, they broke out the Weed Whacker 3.0 on, uh, <laughs> on the old Peacock. They are, uh, yeah, I mean, look, ECW, 
I don't know. I don't understand. We, we've talked about this so many times, but I just don't, I don't understand why wrestling is held to a different standard. And this is, I mean, I'm kind of yeah. piggybacking off of something that Edge said in an interview, but he talked about how they were picking up uh, Vikings and how he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in that beheading people and there's like sex scenes. But then Peacock's like, oh, we might want to get rid of that live sex show thing that happened after. And I'm all for them blurring out Lita's, you know, breast. Uh, I mean, let me rephrase that. I'm not all for them blurring out Lita's breast uh, in the sense that uh, I don't know if you know this or not, Meanie, but I fancy myself a bit of a breast man. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, so I'm I'm never wanting these things to be removed, but I get it. It's nudity. You don't want nudity. Also, it's nudity that she really wasn't planning on having happen. And with that, I'm like, hey, let's cover it up because that out of respect. Yeah. But um, I, I just why would you get rid of something in wrestling and then you're keeping these other, like it's all acting. It's all. Well, know, yeah. Theater. It's it's like kind of like when they banned the Al Snow wrestling figure that, for having a mannequin head, but they kept the Sleepy Hollow action figure that had an actual decapitated head. Yeah, it's, I have that Al Snow unsigned up. It's you can't see it, but it's like all the way up next to the uh, the Blue Meanie signed figure. And um, uh, you know what? For everybody goes, oh, wrestling that's fake, but. You're banning a doll with a, 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 a mannequin head that's not real, but you you sell the one that has the real severed head. But speaking of the signed meanie figure, did you see me on uh, WWE's uh, Treasure Show there with my? Uh, Can I tell you? It, I so many people I've seen things where people are like, yeah, and WWE's what is it? Lost treasures, wanted treasures. Why can't I, any I of us remember what the hell that thing? Hidden treasures. Maybe hidden. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we did see that. Did you see it first or when I sent it to you? Was that what smartened you? You had? sent it to me and then uh, I promptly forgot because I have the attention span of a goldfish. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> we were watching in the Trey Meanie studios and uh, Tracy goes, Blue Meanie, Blue Meanie. I was like, where? And uh, I was like, oh, shit. And yep. then uh, I, I took a photo of the screen and uh, tweeted it out the next morning. But that was so what, cool. What's funny is I knew that that was on his wall because, you know, obviously I did a show with him down in Aptor's Alley and I'd seen it a bunch of times. Um, but I never thought about it. Just like I never thought about the fact that, I mean, he has shown me before and handed me, I've held Andy Kaufman's uh, neck brace in my hand before. And we're sitting there with Jerry Lawler. I was like, what, what from Jerry Lawler's career might he have? Like, and it like yeah. never. And then when I saw the thing, I'm like, as soon as I'm watching this, as soon as they go, uh, they start talking about Andy Kaufman. Do we have anything from him? And I'm like, okay, that's why they're going to Bill. And yeah. I was so happy for Bill that like he finally, yeah, because like Man on the Moon, they left him out of that story completely. Yeah, I mean, and that, Barbara. that, that's got to hurt. Like I can imagine, you know, yeah. Like it, it, I'm, I'm looking at this in the way of like, if, if mind of the meanie took off and became this massive, huge thing that then you end up meanie on your own, getting this, like uh, you know, a, a talk show on NBC and it, you're all doing that. And then somebody tells the the story of, of Meanie and how he ended up on that. And they go, mind of the Meanie. And they're like, yeah, so Meanie started this podcast by himself. I'd be like, oh, 
that hurts a little bit, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, so I think for Bill, like the fact that Jerry Lawler in this episode made it so clear that like Bill is the one who put this whole thing together. And, and I just think, you know, and there's so much more to the story you can get in Bill's book uh, is wrestling fixed. I didn't know it was broken. There we are. And uh, no, you can get that in Bill's book. He tells the story in, in, uh, in more detail, but uh, I was just so happy for him. I was so happy that he finally, I felt on such a large scale, got the recognition of that because I mean, in man on the moon, I think it was something like where like Andy Kaufman's just like, you know, let's go to Memphis. And it's like, all of a sudden there, it's like, what? This isn't what happened. And, you know, and Bill again, like, I don't think you can, you can overstate the importance of what Bill did when he's just sitting there having a conversation with Andy Kaufman. And he's like, man, I would love to do some of this stuff. I really want to talk to, because he wanted to talk to Vince senior. Um, and and I believe he did talk to Vince senior. And he like, wasn't look, yeah. He's like, I appreciate you wanting to be involved, but, and they gave him yeah, the okay fabe. It's not, not what we do kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then some bills like, I know who, you know, who, who we should talk to and called Jerry Lawler. And, and like, I mean, that's huge. That's huge. And I'm just so happy for bill. And then on top of everything else, just in case people were were thinking that Bill Apter wasn't the nicest guy in the history of wrestling, he freaking <laughs> gives it to them for free. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, uh, like I said, Bill deserves to be in every wrestling hall of fame. Yeah. Hey, here's a fun question. If, if they had put Bill in the movie, who would you have casted as him? As Bill Lapter. Oh, man. Well, I'm trying to think time period, and time period-wise, it wouldn't have physically worked. My first thought would be Jerry Lewis. But oh my God. but it would have been Jerry Lewis from, the, like... The, the ultimate irony yeah, right there. Yeah, that would have been amazing. But it would have had to have been Jerry Lewis from back in, like, the Nutty Professor days, not the telethon days. Um, well, <laughs> or you could have had... Uh, you could have booked uh, Pedro Morales to play Bill Lapter, because since <laughs> Bill Lapter does an amazing Pedro Morales... <laughs> impersonation can you see pedro morales tried to do a bill after voice like (laughs) who will i mean reversal there's definitely there's definitely actors out there i'm sure who could pull it off um yeah i don't even know who was like an actor when this movie came out man on the moon came out like 2000 99 2000 I would say, well, they probably filmed in 90. Well, no, they were probably filming in 2000 yeah so i was kind of in that area at the time uh, well, I was a senior in high school when it came out, and I know that because we got and and please forgive me, you who you son of a bitch who ever wrote that that thing, because um, I was a senior in high school and with my friends, and we went to go see Man on the Moon and got into a car accident on the way, um, and that was so I I mean I remember it I remember when it when it was and. Um, but uh, but enough about me and my friends yeah. from high school. So selfish. No one knows nor cares for. <laughs> but yeah, I love Bill. Uh, here's here's another little interesting part that I don't think too many people know. Uh, like when Bill Apter hooked up that whole thing up. Oh yeah, thank you. 
I had asked Mrs. Meany for a uh, seltzer, but she, she knows I'm sick, so oh. she brought me a ginger ale. Very That's nice. Love. I got one here. I want to show you the yeah, size yeah. of my. Can I show you the size of my aha? Uh-huh? <laughs> okay. Look at the size of this thing. Oh, I, well, I thought that was a set. I thought that was like the preamble to something. Talk about well, we already kind of talked about Manscaped. Um, <laughs> as I once I used my Loma or 3.0, my aha looks so much bigger. No, I found this. Uh, uh, I found this at Wawa. It's 16 fluid ounces. It's it's a bigger amazing. one. I was trying to think of a, a witty line, but I am. Yeah, yeah. That no, that that looks pretty good, man. It's so hot down here. Um, but uh, you want to crack crack uh, these open? Then we'll keep oh, talking. Oh yeah, please, please. Uh, oh, by the way, I got me a uh, Schweppes ginger ale. Yeah, you do. Uh, normally, I do the seltzer, and, uh, but uh, uh, I got my COVID shot, and I kind of feel a little not bad, but you know, I'm a little groggy. You know. They, they say the second shot's the one that gets you. It is. In my experience, it, I felt worse the second shot. Yeah. But you're feeling better now, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. I, I don't feel bad. I don't feel horrible, but I feel something, you know? Okay. Three, Three two, one. Two, one. Mm. There we go. Oh, yeah. That sounded like 16 fluid ounces. <laughs> As opposed to 16 solid ounces. Dude. <laughs> I was on the phone with um, with a I don't even know how to describe like a, a it was something with like an alarm system and I'm talking to them about like switching alarm systems and things like that and I'm yeah. like okay you guys sent these the, I'm getting like we haven't uh, set up our system yet but I'm getting all these notifications that like things are happening or whatever I'm like what's going on so she like looks it up. And she's sitting there. I'm on the phone. I got on speaker. My wife's are like working in the other room. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, she's like reading up on all. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's on there. She's like, oh, oh, yeah. And my wife like picks her head over like, the f- what is happening here? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I'm like, I think the, the woman from the... Uh, I think she's yeah, I'm talking podcast. to Francis McNorm. <laughs> I'm talking to Francis McNormand from uh, Fargo. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh yeah! It was really weird. Um, hey, uh, Sean Jones, I think nailed it. Um, he, uh, where, where? Oh, Henry Winkler as Bill Apter. Yeah, yeah. And we're not talking the yeah. Fonz Henry Winkler. We're talking. The later years, Henry Winkler, who plays like a tremendous Jew, um, he he knows how to you know he oh he could be he could play a Bill Apter, yeah, yeah oh, I could I see that I want to see it. Both Henry Winkler and Apter are wonderful human beings. Um, Do you know Henry I Winkler? Watched- Have you interacted with him? No, but I just watched the Pat Morita documentary. I am uh, more than Miyagi. It's called. Oh, I and, haven't seen uh, that. I really want to see am- that. Amazing. Okay. Uh, really good. Uh, but they're talking about later on when they're doing this Happy Days uh, reunion. And Pat Morita was uh, having issues with drinking, mm. and he showed up totally bombed and blitzed. But Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler, 
handled it with such class. And uh, I won't go much too much too deep into it because I I would like I would rather people watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, just the way Henry uh, treated Pat Morita when Pat was probably at his lowest point was total class. And uh, I already have respect for the man, but even just seeing that, I was like, man, what a cool guy! What a great guy Henry Winkler is. But him as Bill After, book it. Yeah. That would be amazing. Sean, though, mm, not good. Only looks big because Josh has small hands. Well, listen, the largest of hands <laughs> looks small when holding my aha, okay? Yeah. Let me see. I might have a nighttime fart. Well, let's see. Hold on. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, that's still the... Yeah, of course I just sat into it. Um, do you need to? Do we need to pause and change your pants? Because that sounded. Not, now I already took one shower before I had to come on, to come on the air. Oh uh, <laughs> dude, it's weird. I, I, it's like a different. I maybe it's performance anxiety. Yeah, but like it's. Just, I'm giving you the morning variety on air. I, I feel like I'm letting you down. Uh, Look, I mean. Yes, but still, you know, yeah, it's okay. Um, oh, we got <laughs> so, uh, oh, hey, uh, let's talk about Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I've only watched the first part of the oh. Brian Hillman episode. I wanted to watch the second part, but we, man, last night was a late night and. I just couldn't I couldn't get through it and it wasn't something where I wanted, you know, when you start getting you start dozing off, man, and you're watching yeah. something as good as Dark Side of the Ring, you turn that off yeah. and you watch it at another point in time. So I'll watch it later tonight, yeah. but I mean that doesn't really help us here, I guess. Um but I can tell <laughs> I mean I watched the first hour plus. Um yeah. you hear you hear little parts of the stories. I'm sure you've heard more than than fans had heard just, you know, from being in and in and around the locker rooms and you know and and whatnot, but I just you know I had heard about uh, the you know his ex uh, committing suicide, but I never knew the story around it. I never knew you know it was a, a yeah. so it was shocking to me and just you know dark side of the ring man like you know I've seen somebody before be like these are not that uplifting. It's like. That's not what they're, they're not trying to be uplifting. They're trying to show you, hey, these people went through some real shit. Like this, you know, and um, look at every do- documentary on Netflix about yeah, murder. Yeah, they're all they're all yeah. upbeat and happy. Um, yeah, there's a show called Unsolved Mysteries where something really bad happened and they didn't figure it out and yeah. no, no justice was brought. So let's not act like you know, uh, Dark Side of the Ring is this horrible show. No. It's, a, it's an you amazing know. show, honestly. It's an and amazing it, show. It, it it allows, you know, us fans who maybe didn't deserve closure on things because we're just fans, but a lot of times it gives us closure. It gives us more understanding of what happened and makes you look in the mirror and say, like, man, okay, I've been thinking this, that, or the other for so long. But it also, I haven't gotten into, two, you know, the second hour very much, but... You know, I've always had a great relationship with Brian Pillman Jr. Um, and 
yeah, I, I just, I, I love seeing where I, he's I at. I love that kid. Now, like, he, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, first of all, if nothing else, his mullet, you know. Um, <laughs> but, no, he's a really good kid. And uh, first time I ever met him was actually at. Uh, Sweetheart. Was at the ECW arena for something to wrestle. You were there, Meanie. Yeah. I saw you up yeah, in, the, uh, uh, in the crow's nest or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, up. Up, uh, I was doing the uh, old sting thing. Up in the yeah, rafters. You're up in the rafters. Uh, um, it's stink. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. What I, can you? I, so I what can you tell? I've only seen a little bit, so I'm not going to talk about it. Nobody wants to hear me anyway. So what's what uh, can you tell us? What were your thoughts on this episode, and where do you think it lined up uh, comparatively to other other seasons so far as we kick off season three? Uh, Jason and Evan hit another home run with this. Um, and if I could compare it to the Benoit thing, a it was a season. It kicked off the season. B it was a two parter, and C I hate doing the ABC thing, but and another thing, you, brother, you got them though. Uh, yeah. Uh, like much, uh, kind of like the Benoit episode episodes. There's a bow at the end of this, and okay, kind of closure where uh, it's kind of a uh, make good feel uh, a good a, a good feeling moment at the end. And I'll say this right now: uh, if I ever met meet Brian's sister Linda, I will give that woman the biggest hug on the planet Earth because she is a saint for uh, everything she's done for her brother's children. You know. I'm uh I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Um yeah. And uh this yeah. season is jam packed. This is definitely their biggest season ever, right? D- dude, I can't wait to see the Johnny Kane. I, I wish they would have interviewed me for that. Or I we, wish we may need to do a uh a Patreon like watch along or post a post show uh like yeah. wrap up or something. You know, maybe we'll go Well, well the thing for me yeah, the thing for me is it's kind of like I watch it on the deli- like well I'll say this. I watched part two on the device Roku app because they put it up for free. Hey, but normally, listen, man, we can do it a week nor- later. I don't care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't uh, have to be live. As soon as I said that, I was like starting to think about how late I'd have to go to bed. Well, so, no, I just, I don't have, I don't have cable. So it's yeah, like, you're, you're a cord I, cutter, uh, man. You're a cord yeah, cutter. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I don't even want to go how much cables are rip off, but yeah. it's just, um, it's, I I don't miss it, you know. Uh, I know we're going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring, but yeah, I don't really. All you really need is internet, yeah. and uh, I got an app called Lowcast where I could watch the local channels for like five bucks a month. Wow, you know that's awesome. Without having to deal with an antenna and stuff like that. So yeah, there are ways around it. Folks. Oh yeah, there are ways around it. Yeah, um, but, uh, dark Darks the the Pillman episode was great. Um, considering the topic sure and that's the thing too we talked about that with the owen hart episode you know we we did a deep dive into that um yeah a year ago and um you know it's one of those things i talked about the closure on it and and i always hate saying like i'm so excited for another episode of dark side of the ring because that sounds so like i oh man i'm so excited i can't wait to find out how this person's life really fell apart like you know But the truth is, and I think we all understand this, we're all incredibly entertained 
by the quality of production of Dark Side of the Ring and the way they've presented this story to us. And we're more so than even entertained, we're like enthralled by it. Yeah. So Well dude, I'm a I'm a documentary junkie. Um I can't re- I don't even remember the first documentary I ever saw, but like you know, especially like in the nineties when like behind the music became a thing and stuff like that. You know, now this is like our behind the music. It's pro wrestling's behind the music. Yeah. And uh like it's so well done. And uh everything from the music to the aesthetics of music's how they film. incredible. The music is incredible on that show. I'll say this. Uh Dark Side you know, Jason and Evan have done such a good job with this show from aesthetics to to the music that I was watching the Randy Savage A&E biography and the music was almost identical like if you watch what I know I know we both uh watched it and uh, there's pluses and minuses but I was that that first half of that Randy Savage documentary the whole time I'm sitting there going dude they did they get Dark Side of the Rings music guide? It was very, it was, so again, and I'm sorry, I, I haven't done my homework. I've only watched about the first half of the Randy Savage episode. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was not the same as the first two. Like I felt the Stone Cold and the Roddy Piper had both had a very positive spin on everything and had a very similar, um, it was very similar thematically. Right, like yeah. the, the the feel to it. Whereas Randy Savage, that episode did start off looking very much like we're going to do a little dark side of the ring here. And yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten to the point yet where I felt like it was a hatchet job, as some people have said. I think you know Conrad has alluded to that. A lot of people have agreed with him. Eric Bischoff agreed with him. Um, you know, right. you know, uh, we we know him as James' friend Eric, but. You know, yeah, yeah, Eric Bischoff. Fr- friend um, of James. Friend of James Sorensen. Um, I think he did something with WCW before, too, but but pretty much Sorensen's friend. Something with a world order. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, don't I only know. know about the blue world order. So I know he I mean. ordered uh, He ordered. Uh, uh, blue Jameson, I believe. Yeah. Um, but But anyway... Um, join us in anyway. patreon.com slash mind of the meanie and you'll understand all these inside jokes unless we set them on air already and then you already understand them. Um, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> what for you? I thought you were about to, uh, like, no, 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 no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on a, still a little on cloud line, cloud nine. I was having a thought out loud. I was like, Oop, can't let that out of my mouth. <laughs> But uh, um, but no, yeah, but what, I, I, yeah, what do you think? the Randy Savage the Randy Savage gimmick? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I could have done without Bubba the Love Sponge. Being what in the it. fuck was he doing there? I don't get it. Other I than just know. to be like, okay, hey, we really need somebody who can convince our audience that people in Tampa are white trash. Like that was yeah. literally how many times did he refer to people living in Tampa as? He was like, it's like the white trash Miami. And it's like, well, that's good Good to see Bubba the Love Sponge rocking those uh, racial undertones, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I could have totally did without that. Why was um, he? Like, who? 
I, I couldn't understand I, that. I'm I like, what? It. What is his involvement? He brought nothing to the table in in the section that I saw, at least, other than to just go. Yeah. Hey, we all had a, you know, we were all white trash in Tampa. Yeah, yeah, that was like the that was the one gimmick that brought the, the one check mark. I was like, oh, I could have done without that. Yeah. Uh, Hulk Hogan could have done without that too. Yeah, oh, that, I, it makes you wonder if that was a rib on Hogan just to include him on on the uh, man the thing. Poor Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Some, you know, I go back and forth with him. <laughs> I go back and forth feeling yeah. like sometimes I'm like, oh, what a worker. What a, like, what a slimy, sleazy. And then other times I'm just like, that poor dumb Hulk Hogan. He he tries so hard and is so stupid and doesn't understand what he's saying. And, like, then he says these things that are, like, just complete lies. And yeah. and then I always remember that one time that I made him really sad in an interview where I, where I asked him uh, if he was bouncing back and trying out New World Order or New World Organization at Bash of the Beach or if he just screwed up. And he's like, oh, I just screwed that up. That was it. He got, like, really upset. And I was like, that's all right, man. Anyway, yeah, anyway, he, I'm he, so tired. He, he, yeah, he, dude, look, Hulk Hogan changed, revolutionized the wrestling business, but he also has a penchant for bragging about things he's turned down. Like, uh, yeah, brother, they, they offered me the Foreman Grill first. So I turned that down. Hey, uh, I almost joined Metallica. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, hey, you know what? He he definitely one thing he didn't turn down, but probably wishes he could brag about is Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Oh, now then, I shouldn't have had that food, brother. I shouldn't have had that Chinese food. No, are you seeing what whatever I'm, you said? I mean, are you seeing what I'm seeing on my phone here? I see myself. Oh, son of a. Bitch. <laughs> Fucking Slichter. That's it. How'd you know it was Slichter, too? Because he sends me gifts, too. <laughs> I got, he sent me one of me going like this. Well, this one, man. This one, you're. I'm not going to show anybody or I'll get stuck with this. But yeah. Please don't share that. I won't. <laughs> unless there is a... A ransom to be met. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use that. That's in the negotiation... Uh, chip for uh, after our hundredth episode. Yeah, I don't know what I'm negotiating. Meanie, it's a hundred episodes, Meanie. I think it's time that I let you get a word in, Edgewise. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, oh, please talk about your friends. Yeah, in the beginning, <laughs> I'm breaking balls. I love when, I, dude. Your your friends are great. Oh, thank you. Them. Yeah, no, they're, they're seriously they're okay. No, they're now they're good. They're good. Uh, if I could leave, <laughs> um, you know, in the, you know, in the beginning, this is what I would like to say to the to anyone who thinks that I contribute too much. Okay, and then I'll and then I'll let it go. Hey in man, the sometimes I yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Please, please. No, just sometimes we'll be doing an episode. I literally have nothing in the tank, and you bail me out, man. So, well, I, yeah. and I, I appreciate that. But in the beginning, when we were talking about doing this, Meanie was kind enough to be like, I want this to be 50 50. And you even mm -hmm. wanted to name the show. You didn't want it to be named after you. The original. I was I, thinking, yeah. everybody was telling me I should do a podcast called Hold My Calls. Because yeah. 
Anytime I checked in McCusker's, I would, you know, post a photo of my beer and say, hold my calls, which I eventually, uh, McCusker's is hinting at opening up again. So, nice. uh, I'll be, hopefully they'll be holding my calls a little bit sooner. Yeah. Um, but no, you wanted to be yeah. like, hold my calls with Meanie and Josh or Meanie and Chernoff. And, and my thought was, thank you, but I don't have a name. And you do, and I think the podcast, I want people to know right off the bat that this is the Blue Meanie. This is, you know, and I didn't think that Hold My Calls, while I thought it was a cool name, I didn't think it, it you know, had the same kind of ring as, as Mind of the Meanie, which was really like, you know, showing people this was all about the Blue Meanie. You know, in retrospect, if I knew I was going to talk so much, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should have. You know, but, uh, no, it, it's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. I, I, uh, love doing this show and yeah, man, I don't even know what we're talking about, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, I mean, it seems to have uh, worked out. Yeah, I think so. For at least 59 episodes, right? Uh, Sean Jones yeah. says, uh, Silva says he's pretty sure Fred is doing the animation. So that's a yes. No, no, Sean. You didn't have to check with Dave Silva when you sent me the picture. That is one hundred percent a clip from the thing that Fred animated. It it is uh, completely. Uh... Sean also said the retro SmackDown set has a three D virtual fist. I didn't realize it's after eight SmackDowns on. They were doing the old school SmackDown. Son of a bitch! All right. Well, thanks everybody. Join us again next month. No, I, you know what though? Here's my feeling on it. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Cause I want to see what this looks like. Um, okay. Uh, it is okay. That's not, that's not it. Uh, okay. Let's see. This is, this is not good. Um, Oh, no. So, this looks like it is going to be the worst uh, flashback thing they've ever done. Really? So, right off the bat, throwback SmackDown, okay? They're, they have the old WWF logo. Like, they're, you know, the block logo. Um, and they're making it look kind of like there's like a curtain on the side with the old WWF. This doesn't make any sense. They're using their their augmented reality to have the fist. Right. Um, but not for the actual set itself. None of this looks throwback. There's no red, white, and blue ropes, which is a good thing. But why is Pat McAfee wearing the old school WWF uh, jacket? And it looks like uh, the one this. So, okay. If you look at this, right? Yeah. You've got, are you watching it or here's. Oh, I just, I, I just put turn it on. on. So Michael Cole, <laughs> this is kind of cool. Michael Cole is wearing a, uh, like a jean button down shirt with the old scratch WWE logo on it which is kind of yeah. similar to what he used to wear at times on SmackDown. But they're yeah. holding the old school um, mic cubes 
and you got him dressed as Vince McMahon from the 80s. <laughs> and they've got all the screens around the ring posts and the, you know, I mean, this, it looks like, uh, here's like the fist and stuff. It's augmented reality, which is cool. But this just looks horrible. This, I mean, this looks really, really bad. It looks, there's nothing throwback about this at all. Everybody's coming out in the regular entrances, the re- like, and, and the fact that they've decided that the, throwback is going to be using the block logo that didn't exist for how many years before i mean the block logo ended in 98 technically that block logo ended in 94 i want to say when they did the new generation tilted logo that's right and it was 99 when smackdown debuted and they already had the scratch logo and i'm watching right now and the turnbuckle pads have the current logo so they yeah, didn't even really this is a this is a clusterfuck of wwe proportions it feels like it's a they're trying to do a throw they're calling a throwback smack well now i think they they, they kindly maybe poorly chose chose their wording maybe they meant like a throwback show but not specifically smack I don't know. Yeah, it's but they're using like the old SmackDown logo. I know, I know. I'm trying to make sense of this out loud. It doesn't make uh, any sense. That's the that's because the they issue. just did, they just did the whole uh, up next with the old uh, the photos. You know, so and so versus so and so, which remind me of wrestling superstars or wrestling challenge back in the day. Yeah, and you apparently know? they've got Teddy Long coming out, which is fun. He's gonna make a tag. Yeah, team I just match saw that. Sure. He, yeah, but no, and, like the uh, ring apron. The the ring apron is apparently, it's, it's, the ring apron is still the screen, but it's made to look like the old, like, 1980s, like, logo, but not even the 1980s yeah. ring apron. Right. Like, it has a gold border around it. They've done a, I mean, this is bad. This is really, really bad. Um, They've got the... Here's a thing of Jimmy Uso coming out, and you can see the the lower third. Yeah. The lower third, which is made to look like late 80s. So a decade before SmackDown. Like, it, it, this makes no sense at all. All right. Yeah. This is terrible. Anyway, I'm so glad that we spent this much time on it. But it's hard. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, it's not that yeah. hard. Like, and this is, I'm sorry. And this is the stuff. I had that great interview with Eric Bischoff, right? Where on So Says Chernoff on Fight, cheap plug. But I had that interview where I asked him, I said, do people ever just say, hey, I know this isn't going to be good, but send it out there anyway? And he, like, laughed about it. He's like, no. Like, I've never even been in a room where I suspect someone is thinking that. And I believe him. Yeah. But I almost wish that it was more of people just being like, eh, who cares, than truly believing that whoever put this SmackDown together did it to the best of their ability. Yeah. Like, any of us could have sat around and been like, what if we do this for the screens? And everyone would have been like, mm, we shouldn't do screens. We said it was going to be a throwback. Yeah. And then what if we do? We'll do the old school 80s logo. And be like, well, SmackDown debuted in 99. So is it that? Is it you have a bunch of people going SmackDown debuted in 99? You have one guy going, nobody remembers that. 
Like, I, I, I definitely think there's somebody who there goes, ah, oh, they don't care. Just do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Kind of like I told that story They used to call Bob Holly The intercon- former Intercontinental Champion Even though he never held the belt yeah. Just to see Just for the hell of it You know um, Sean Jones is suggesting that that GIF could be the first Mind of the Meanie NFT I don't really get what an NFT is But it's like people are I making a lot of uh, They're making they're a- expensive and it's weird Yeah I don't understand it Um I'm trying to scroll through everybody's talking. I'm seeing Travis is talking about I can taste it, ketchup and onion. Hey, Pod Squad, what's happening? Oh, they're probably talking about my fart. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I, I that's a that's a throwback to the Step Brothers when the, the the movie Step Brothers when they fart during the uh, the job interview with uh, mm. Seth. What's his face? And one of them farts. He goes, "Ah, oh, I can taste it." It's like. <laughs> Ketchup okay, I got you now. They were they they wear the tuxedos to the yes, job and we to be janitors. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to say I want to say Seth Rogen. Uh, okay, I think you're right, but I don't remember. <laughs> um, hey, Meanie. Yes. Should we ask you anything? I would love to, but before we do that, I would love to talk about Manscape.com. That's right, manscaped.com promo code Meanie20 saves you 20% and gets you free shipping. That's over at manscaped.com. And Meanie, while I bring up some of the things I want to talk about with Manscaped, what I want you to do is tell us about your balls, your experiences, and how you're feeling these days. Because it's getting warmer out. Oh, dude, it is getting quite. Uh... Clemped for the uh, the nether region there. Nailed it. Use that right, but yeah, yeah. Have, have I ever been right about anything? Um, nah, man, keeps <laughs> killing it, man. Uh, they were kind enough to send us uh, all their their great products uh, for above and below the belt. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been using the weed. Wh- I've been using the weed whacker uh, because I'm getting to that age right now where I'm in pagoda territory where you know I got to trim the nose hairs, I got to trim the ear hairs, and make myself look presentable. So uh, I got the weed whacker, and it does a fantastic job. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking good, I'm feeling good. I don't have to feel self conscious. Oh man, do I got a bug hanging? You know, because uh, <laughs> when I sneeze, when I sneeze, does it look like a party favor coming out my nose? Uh, but yeah, man, Manscaped is is doing awesome stuff. Uh, like we said before, they do uh, great stuff for charity. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, with uh, battling men's sickle uh, cancer, all that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, they're kind enough to believe in the Mind of the Meanie podcast to give us that promo code Meanie twenty. And I do so anytime. Yeah, yeah, I do want to just talk about that for a, a little bit. Um, that one in one guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer. So this is a reminder to all the men listening: check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's actually what it says. It says check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, Manscaped, Fanatic, in addition fanatics. to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, uh, has partnered with, with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health, early cancer detection. Um, Long story short, or uh, a short story long, if that's how you are, um, 
go down there. Check. Check it out. Make sure you're doing all right. Everybody loves to play with their balls, so go for it. Go down there. Make sure that you're uh, in tip-top condition, and don't be embarrassed about it. Okay? Would you be embarrassed if you felt a lump on your arm? No. You'd go and get that shit taken care of. So if you're embarrassed about a lump on your balls, okay, maybe be a little embarrassed, but your damn balls, go. Take care of it. And guess what? When you show up to the doctor and you say, hey, I think there's something on my balls, you want that doctor to have to dig through that veritable forest? No, you don't. You want that doctor to be able to go right in there and go, I see it, no problem. I see it because it looks like you have trimmed your bushes. And that is what we're trying to get you to do over at manscaped.com. Because listen, spring is sprung and Manscaped is here with the best tools to get you ready. They're the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. You've heard of the Weed Whacker, right? Nose and hair trimmer. Nose and ear trimmer. Sorry about that. Nose and ear hair trimmer. They have a proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. Well, some tugs, that is, meaning. <laughs> anyway, go to manscaped.com, promo code MEANIE20. Save yourself 20% and get free shipping. If you haven't yet, what are you waiting for? It supports us. It supports Manscaped. It uh, supports your balls area. So, clean that, clean that up. And listen, hair is hair is hair is hair, right? So, ladies, go for it. <laughs> Promo code MEANIE20. Save yourself 20%. Get, get, it's Mother's Day. Wives need this too. So, men, if the mother of your children... I'm not suggesting get this for your own mother, but if the mother of your children, uh, you know, now don't, no, that's, I take that back. This is not good. Don't do that. Uh, and Mother's Day was yesterday, as it is anyway. This drops on a, on a Monday. Uh, but as, Always uh, on time. as our Patreon member Vanessa Bello says, get your blue world in order. Ah, well played. Um, Anyway, uh, is it time? Is it time? Is it Ask Meanie time? Yes. It's time to ask Meanie anything. Ask me something! All right. Uh, Travis Bohab, what did you think of the AEW Blood and Guts match, Meanie? I didn't see it. Over here. Yeah. I had all my, I saw all the, my notes. Uh, this whole reactions. section was going to be about blood and guts. Really? No. If you don't uh, want... <laughs> but I will say, Meanie, if you're nervous um, about blood and guts being all over the place, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Meanie20. <laughs> save your balls. Um, Somebody uh, made a, a an astute observation that you know blood and guts used to be like the logo, the the saying on the side of the ECW ring back in the day, too. That's so. true. Makes you wonder if he was uh, influenced by that as well. Maybe. Maybe. Um, the uh, the Blood and Guts match, I won't go into it. I want you to see it, Meanie, but I thought it was great. And people had a lot of comments about Jericho's fall at the end, which I'm sure you saw on social media. Um, yeah. 
And I will say this, in going and doing my uh, Talking With Friends show, we are going to show footage of a fall I alluded to on social media, a fall that I did. And the setup that we had on top, uh, had, had AEW used that? And it was like, we found it at, like, Home Depot. We went to Home Depot and got a bunch of, like, uh, reflective, I don't even know what the hell, the, like, insulation things or whatever. When we landed on it, it, like, crumbled. But it was still enough that you couldn't see any padding under it. Had AEW done something like that, there wouldn't have been a bit of uh, critique, I don't think, in that same way. So I don't understand I, why they did what they did and had the... Or, or if he could have just fell on something and went through and you didn't, he just disappeared. Or, in general, they had... He fell through the thing and they were all, like, cut into these tiny little boxes, these, these uh, um, like, squares of, of the uh, diamond-plated whatever. Um, that diamond plating is usually a flat strip. Why couldn't he have gone through that? Because here's the thing, the diamond plate, and and I'm not going to, whatever, who cares? We're going to peel the curtain back on this. The diamond plating that they have there is not metal that they have on the stage there. It's, uh, it's not soft, but it's more like a plastic, like, but it's kind of a flexible plastic or rubber type thing. Clearly, it's hard if you don't if you don't remember the uh, match where Cody dove head first into it and sliced his whole freaking head open. So uh, yeah. hard way. So that that's you know, but I feel like it could have been gimmicked in a much better way. Um, yeah, and, and you know, or, or 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 just shot from a different way where he falls out of camera range or yeah. something like that. You know, but uh, you know, look, every, everybody is a. Uh, Everyone's a Monday morning quarterback, you know. Everybody's an expert in hindsight, you know. Yeah, it's uh, but you know, I don't know. I don't. I I can't comment on something I haven't seen the whole thing. Why not? Meltzer does. Uh, Vanessa Bello. <laughs> uh, yeah. so understanding people of different opinions. Who likes Dark Side of the Ring versus A and E biography on wrestlers? I love everything. Uh. I love the Piper documentary. I love the Stone Cold documentary. You know, mm-hmm. I think they brought. I, I will go out saying that you know I think they brought back the A E A and E biography as a direct result of the success of Dark Side of the Ring. I mm-hmm. think that influenced it a little bit. You know, but I mean, I yeah, I know they did. Somebody was got. <laughs> I posted, you know, how I thought Dark Side of the Ring influenced AEW. A A and E biography, mm-hmm. and of course somebody went. Well, actually, they didn't uh, biography <laughs> like as if I never watched a fucking biography yeah. in the nineties. You know, yep. it's like yeah. It's, thank you for your knowledge. I was well aware, <laughs> dude. I that they t- have done bi- biography, but I think they brought that line back, a line of biographies back as a direct result of Dark Side of the Ring. Um, while we're talking about Dark Side of the Ring, uh, Andy Slichter wants to ask me anything. Did Meany see his dad's Dustin Rhodes, of course? Uh, which, for the record, I'm pretty sure Dustin was his mom. Um, uh, Dustin, strong thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring, even though it was after the Macho Man episode on A and E. Also, your thoughts on that special? So, we talked a little bit about that before, but I'm not. Did you see what Dustin had to say? Because I don't know what that uh, is. Howie. 
He doesn't like Dark Side of the Ring because it dwells on the negative in his opinion. And he's got his right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dustin's been through some stuff, and I'm sure he wouldn't want a documentary made on some of his hardships. You know, do, do you think so, that maybe that's part of it? And I don't mean that. And I, I completely understand that. I'm saying that in a very respectful way. Uh, you know, there's always that. You know, you see something happen to another person. There's always that fear. Oh, it could happen to me, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, we all have things in in you know our past that maybe even if people looked at it and they wouldn't think like, okay, well, who really cares? It's not that big of a deal. But for us, maybe it's something yeah. you're embarrassed about maybe it's something that you're not even embarrassed about because you're just like hey man that's a dip that's i'm not that person it's a different time in my life every day every day in my life people want to bring up the jbl incident so oh, yeah it's like uh we made up and we're friends can you consciously be like yeah. can we just do a fucking dark side of the ring on the jbl incident please and they're gonna be like yeah. there's really nothing there meanie and you're gonna be like please just so that everyone so we can put a fucking bow on that and just move on can we just do a short? Yeah. You know, they did a they did those thirty for thirty shorts, you know. Just like do, fifteen minutes long. Yeah. Can we can we do a uh not not too dark, but not overly light side of the ring? A light blue side of the ring? Yeah. Oh, man. But no, I get that. If you look at Dustin, Dustin is the type of guy who I could see them being like looking at the dark side of, of had he not turned things around right, and had things ended for him when he was at his darkest spot, mm-hmm. that would have been a dark side of the ring. Yeah. And I can understand him looking at it from that point of view, from it hitting close to home as somebody yeah. who, who had those dark days. And I will say from everything we know and have seen, um, he is doing better. Oh, he's an insp- he's, he's inspirational. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. Um, and uh, also one of the absolute nicest people I've ever interacted with has yes gone out of his way to make sure that I had quality work when I was doing stuff with him and didn't need to at all. Um, and great guy. Um, but yeah, so that's all I got yeah. to say about that. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean says, Meanie signed a pick for me at StarCast 1. It's him hitting a Meanie salt on JBL. I want to get JBL signature on it, too. Hey, just as long as you don't try to get JBL signature on it at the same time as Meanie, because I hear the two of them, man. There's, yeah. there's a lot of heat, and you don't want them in the same room. Um, uh... See, and Travis is saying the match, talking about blood and guts, the match was really good. The aftermath fell flat, reminded me of the exploding ring match in that way. And I've look, heard a lot. I've heard that a lot. And I'm not here to tell you how you felt was wrong. It's how you felt. But I look at right. it and I go, he took a crazy bump off the top of a cage and backwards, which is scary as all hell, landed on a crash bed because it's a stunt. Because it's kind of like what everything in wrestling is supposed to be. It's supposed to look like it really hurts and not really, really hurt. And it kind of got a little exposed. You could kind of see the crash pad. You could kind of see the stuff there. But I look at it and I go, you know, is it any worse than when somebody throws a, a kick and they miss the kick? Or it doesn't really look that good? 
And you just kind of move on from it. That's the thing. It's, it, it's a stunt that's supposed to look a certain way. You're supposed to make it so close that it looks real without seriously injuring someone. And like, I, I think it, I think what drives everybody nuts is that the commentary had to call it as if he had fallen on concrete, you know, you know, when the explosion happened at the end of the, the, the one pay-per-view and they're like, Oh my God, you know, and they're trying to, you know, sweeten the, a, a botch, you know, not saying that Jericho's fall was a botch, but they're like, Oh my God, he's falling on the metal. And well, that's really the not. thing. I, I feel ins- bad for the announcers. I feel bad. I feel bad for the announcers who have to try to make something of that on the fly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, it's live TV. We're live, pal. Yeah. And that's you know, tough. You, and that's the same thing that kind of fell flat with the explosion. I wish the announcers then, would have, you know. And on the same episode, you got Darby Allen getting thrown down a, a flight of concrete steps. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, you know, you know there, there was no protection there. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. Here's a question that comes from Chris at Chris WD 2009. What are Josh and the blue meanies biggest regrets from their wrestling careers? I wish I had, uh, when I was down in Memphis, I wish I had approached a JR about possibly going into doing commentary. It was a thought I was having while I was down there and, I uh, didn't pull the trigger on it, and I probably should have. I probably could have had a post-in-ring career going over to commentary. Yeah, that that would have. I think that would have been a fun thing to do. Hey, you know, still uh, if if I wasn't if I wasn't Vince, and I had lost a lot of weight, and you know, I don't know if I was Vince's primary aesthetic, even though you know they hired me. Uh, I think I could have contributed behind the mic or doing interviews or play-by-play or anything, you know? Um, Mine, I would say, if it, uh, I, I wish it would have been successful. Um, <laughs> no, my, my, my biggest regret as a whole, if I had to say, would be I wish I wouldn't have taken myself so seriously and thought that time was moving so quickly. I was very much, I'm like 19 years old being like, holy crap, I need to, you know, this, you know, it's taking too long. I was always rushing through everything. And it's like, now I look back at 37 and I'm like, holy crap, man, I had a lot of time. I could have just taken my time, honed my craft, you know, not tried to rush through things. Um, The other, but, but one specific, it's funny. It's almost identical to Meanie's. Um, when I was in OVW, I was wrestling in an OVW, one of the house shows against a guy named Andrew Vane. And uh, I separated my shoulder. And afterwards, I was told you got to take like six weeks off before you even start lifting again and all that, you know. Because um, it was just separation and it was fine, but it was, they're like, you really want to take your time with it. Instead, my mindset was, I have to. I have to get back. I have to get back in the ring. I have yeah. to get back in the ring. Whereas instead, I should have gone right to Al or Danny Davis, and I should have said, or Rip Rogers, anybody, and I should have said, hey, so I'm injured. Um, can I do guest commentary? Can I do backstage interviews? Can I come out and manage somebody? Can I sit back here in the production room with you and just kind of watch you 
cut the live, you know, cut the live to tape, you know, show? Uh, can I sit and be a fly on the wall during creative? There are so many things that I could have done and should have done when I was injured where I could have been contributing or learning or both. And instead my focus was I need to get back in the ring. And that's, uh, that's maturity. That's telling me that, but you know, and me then you understand when your dream is to be a pro wrestler, your dreams be a pro wrestler. Your dreams not to be pro wrestler adjacent. And you know, and, and, When I at this stage in my life, I wouldn't trade what I'm doing now for anything. I get to be pro wrestler adjacent. I'm glad that I earned at least a certain amount of respect from paying my dues in the ring, which I feel like gives me at least a little bit more room to have conversation with people like you, Meanie, you know, and and not completely sound like some Mark who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Only a little bit. <laughs> but um I to me that would have been my thing. I wish I would have just said can I do anything and everything that does not involve me using my shoulder? Um, yeah. That would be my regret. Dude, I, w- I wish I would have went up to the ECW TV studio every week. I, I, I could have. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I don't know why I didn't. Because you probably were made- thinking... I'm a wrestler. I need to focus on being a wrestler. I need to be a better wrestler. I need to be... Oh, yeah. I was a year and a half in the business and, you know... Not that that... Listen, not that that's a bad thing. Right. You know, the most successful wrestlers aren't the people who are like, eh, I'll pay most of my attention to other things and focus a little on the wrestling too. Like, no, you have to live it and and eat, sleep, breathe, you know. Well, that... Yeah, that's why I try to tell tell these kids, you know, be indisposable be irreplaceable mm-hmm. from every, every aspect learn learn a second language if you have to you know you know hey your career doesn't work out you could work in the office you know being multi being multilingual in the wrestling business is a huge asset mm-hmm. you know you know you can help you negotiate deals and or maybe tv stuff in other markets and stuff like that or you know make yourself the most valuable person to the company, wherever you work. And it's, and that's something that, you know, I, I, it took me a while to understand even like what that meant in a lot of ways. And it's something that I've tried to, I've tried very hard to implement my own career with the stuff that I do with fight. You know, um, I, they have given me so many opportunities and a lot of those opportunities came because I was just like, you know, the, oh, we need to do this. I'm like, oh, I can, I can try it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and, and, and then you end up now, I, I mean, I'm, I'm this month, I'm going to be producing a couple other segments for them that have nothing to do with wrestling because that's, a, that's awesome. You know, I was able to do a lot and they, and, and no, I mean, they're, I'm grateful for the opportunities they keep giving me, but you know, that's the thing just, it's a, it's the wrestling business. It is a business and it's the only, not many people ask me for my advice. Um, but if I had to give advice, it would be the same as, as what Meanie's saying. It would be, I agree with that completely. It would be learn every aspect. And that's not just in wrestling. That's my experience in business in general and in, in, you know, yeah. out in the, in the real world and the shoot job and all that. Learn yep. every aspect of the industry that you're in because, yeah. If you learn all of the jobs beneath your job on the lower level, it gives you a respect for the foundation below you. 
And then if you learn everything above you, it gives you the knowledge and expertise to grow to that level. And then you, once you get to the top, you can be that much more successful than someone else because you have that respect and appreciation for everything that's below. And, you know, and plus it, it, it gives you that skill being able to communicate mm-hmm. effectively with the people you're trying to manage because you've been in their position. Yes. And you could speak their, you could speak their language. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, one more, we'll do one more here. Sure. Um, I mean, language literally and figuratively. There, there's a way wrestlers talk to each other mm-hmm. that, you know, is understood. Yes. You know, brother, Not um, brother, <laughs> um, uh, Jam Baser Jones writes, Hey, Meanie, what happened with 3PW? Uh, 3PW They're was still running shows, a- man. You don't watch? <laughs> what do you- yeah. It was, it was fun while it lasted, but it was probably some of the most nerve-wracking things that I, I had gone through. Um, it was started by me, uh, one other person, and... Me and one other person who uh, I won't give oxygen to, but um, eventually we brought Ty Gordon aboard and we had a good thing going and uh, there's a lot of landmines to navigate (laughs) when you're running shows. Uh, Everything from canceled flights to uh, other promotions messing with you, Uh, you know, and there was the the whole period it was three uh, PW Ring of Honor CZW it was called the Philly Indie Wars which was a bunch mm. of bullshit. Yeah, you know, I've I've talked to Gabe and you know when he was at Ring of Honor and like we we, we all talked to each other after we we're like what was that all about you know and we all made up afterwards but you know uh, we ran shows for three or four years. Uh, we had a good run. Uh, we we actually got. Uh, I was actually able to get us a national DVD deal, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got on TV in England on the wrestling channel. Uh, did a bunch of cool things. Uh, there's a lot of things that could have been done better by certain people. If they had done that, uh, there's no telling what we could have done had uh, certain people uh, not tried to uh, fight everybody and uh cause arguments or cause grief but uh i'll say this you know uh eventually you know uh somebody came along a guy named uh rich mcdonald and uh my cause came along to help out uh somebody had abandoned the uh the company and uh rich and mike stepped in to help try to breathe life into it and uh things were going pretty good and then uh mike who was helping run trying trying to help 3PW start having health issues and had to back out, you know, uh, which is totally understandable. So, and uh, I, I'm still friends with those guys to this day. It's just, even when, you know, we pulled the plug on 3PW, even though it, it sucked, it was kind of like a big relief too, you know. And and it's... Because the there, there's pressures to running, the, there's pre- the, as you know, there's pressures to running shows and yeah. it doesn't go right. There, You got to live with the... The backlash of everything that goes wrong. I believe it's pronounced WrestleMania backlash. (laughs) Um, No, but hey, these are, but it's experiences and knowledge, education that you take with you now for the rest of your career. 
You talk about oh, when yeah. you talk to the young kids and stuff in the locker room or at the monster factory or wherever, you know, you have the opportunity now to not only be talking to them, we're just talking about the language that you speak at different times. Well, you were that young guy breaking into the business. You get the language, you get the the mindset that they're in. Yeah. And you can talk to them. On the flip side, you also get the mindset of a promoter. You understand oh, yeah. now, which maybe even though you you got it in like a common sense way, yeah. I'm sure in ECW, you know, it didn't take a genius to figure out some issues that a promoter might have. But I'm sure, not to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure once you were actually a promoter, your views completely, you were just like, oh, holy crap, this is a very different experience and probably looked at your next interaction with a promoter at least a little bit differently. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I would write out the perfect, what I thought was the perfect card, and then you go ahead, you pitch the idea to somebody to go, nope. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you change uh, it, and then you got some fan going, you know what they should have done? Right. And it's, probably the, it's usually the idea that you have. Uh -huh, and you're like, yeah, I know, but. Or, you, you know, you go to Book of Town, and they're like, oh, I don't want to get up that early for my flight, and they don't come to the show. And then you have to, you know, it's a it's a nightmare being a booker. I I would I don't wish it on anybody. And I I I respect anybody who could do it for any period of time, consistently. We were just consistently. I mean, that's something on the talk with friends we were talking about. We got to a point in the story where we all kind of got burnt out. Um, and it was yeah. like after like there were, there was like a three month period that just drained the hell out of us and. You know, and yeah. and took a little bit of break, but um, but also Running. you know, there's there's good not to give. Well, yeah, to give another plug to that. Um, it's not up yet, but when it is, that's why you need to go to Mind of the Meanies YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash Mind of the Meanie, and subscribe and hit like and hit that little bell, uh, to make sure you, that you get notified. Bing. But, um, the one of the things we talked about was a show that we did where we actually one of our wrestlers. Uh, Scott Fowler, who Meanie and I, he may be the only person Meanie and I have both wrestled. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but Scott um, wanted to book a show in West Virginia. And so he booked one of our TWF shows. And we booked Josh Matthews uh, to be in the main event. This is right off of his, appear his uh, appearance on Tough Enough. So he was wrestling at this point. It was maybe six months before he signed with WWE as an announcer. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I don't want to give everything away, but the um, pretty much we had an issue because Scott booked him under his working name uh, on his, his flight. Oh. And, uh, and thankfully, the Sandman was close by. So as a little teaser. Um, yeah. Save the day. Uh, it's wild. Oh, uh, promoting same. shows took promote promoting shows took years off my life emotionally. Yeah, Just, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, and it's if funny. If I ever write a book, it's something I'll prep. Maybe I'll save for a book or something. Mm -hmm. Just talk to Fred. Oh. He's ready to help you write that book. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to Imagine write it. It's just a matter of uh, yeah. He um, but it's one of those things we're talking about where. You know, today we're talking, he's like, was the show good last night that we we did? And I'm like, I think it was. And we talked a lot about it. And we're like, when we were talking about some of our early shows, we have all these great fond memories. And then 
when we got to like this time period that we were covering and watching it back a little bit, I'm like, okay, this was actually, uh, I think an entertaining show, but we still have such, we called the summer of 2002, me and my friends called it uh summer of a lifetime in a tongue in cheek, sarcastic way. Cause it sucked. Yeah. And yeah, that's even to just talk about it on the show. We were it like brings up these bad feelings where we're like, we really weren't having a good time at all. Were we? But um, but sometimes that makes for the most, uh, the best intensity in the ring, right? When you're just pissed off at everything else in the world. Yeah, there's a there was an afternoon before a three PW show. And I got a text. Hey, I won't be at the show tonight. I got arrested for making phony phone calls. Good luck. And you're like, is this so, one of those phony phone calls? <laughs> dude, I wish I had your fucking wit back then. Uh, uh, I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, uh, the per- this is the person with the funding for the show. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's what happened at three PW. So, but hey. Oh it's yeah, it's experiences that last a lifetime, and they shape you yeah. who you are today. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you know what I got now because I w- I've been. I love the movie uh, Vanilla Sky. Um, Great movie. Uh, what's his name uh, from My Name is Earl? Um, uh, Jason Lee? Jason Lee. There, he, there's such a great line that hits me every time I hear it. You know, in order to appreciate the, you got to go through the sour to appreciate the sweet. And right now, I've, I've, I went through some sour, and stuff I go through right now is the sweet. And like, Things that happen to me now, I might have freaked out about maybe 15, 20 years ago. And now that I've been through some shit, mm-hmm. if something happens now, I, I may, I, going through those things gives me the experience to take two steps back, hold my arms and analyze it and go, well, I could react this way and it could make things worse mm-hmm. or I could give things time to breathe. And let cooler heads prevail. And, you know, just go on with my day and tomorrow will be a new day. You know? It's like those people who rage tweet. It's like, ah, if you're mad, put your phone down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing, you know? That's some good advice. You know, right oh, the best tweet is the one you don't send. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's, hey, that's maturity and that's experience. And that's oh, there's the thing a lot of you tweets can I've, never teach yeah. someone who doesn't have experience. Yeah. No matter how much you want. And that's something I know I look at my kids and as they get older, there are going to be so many times where I'm going to want to go, listen, dude, I did this. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. But the only reason I know to say don't do that, not because my parents told me 10 times, which they did, but it's because I then did it. You, you know? know what drives me nuts? You know what drives me there, There's something that happened. I forget what it was. And I, ma- I made a comment on it. I wish I could remember what it was. I was like, man, I really wish they wouldn't do this thing. Somebody goes, Oh, look at a guy from ECW uh, telling people not to do that. I was like, yeah. How do you think I got that fucking opinion? Yeah. You know, I forget what it was. There's some kind of show. And I kind of, I said, man, I wish they wouldn't do blanket to blank. And Oh, look at blue me. Talk about them doing blanket to blank. He was in ECW when they did blanket to blank. I was like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. I got that opinion because I seen what it does. 
Yeah, it'd be you like, know? oh, oh man, I wish they wouldn't have taken an unprotected chair shot to the head. And be like, Bamini, you've taken unprotected. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's I why did. I'm saying I wish. And that's why, yeah. Yeah. Dumb fuck. You dumb fuck. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And with that, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for your questions and uh, asking. Yeah, that was good. That it was. was good. It was fun. It was, uh, James Sorensen says, Meany and Josh, thank you. I needed to hear this today. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank everybody for for tuning in. Hey, thank you for thanks for supporting us. Yeah, because sometimes we get these little therapy sessions, which is nice. It is, yeah, and uh, yeah. Sorry, I copped out in the. uh, There's a deep dive to be said on three PW, and when I'm comfortable talking about it, but season uh, four, Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, there's so yeah. Some people aren't worth giving the oxygen to. You know, it's it's good. You know when they're worth giving the oxygen to. When people are going to buy your book to read about it, that, that's when it's good to give oxygen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And even then I, I, I might change some names, just, yeah. to just drive those people <laughs> insane that I didn't actually mention their name. Oh, I'll man. do uh there, there's a, there was a promoter back in the day named Jack Pfeffer and uh, he was kicked out of the NWA mm. and they, he started running shows with like fake wrestlers he would do uh bummy rogers or bluto <laughs> san martino and like people would show up thinking they're gonna see bruno san martino and buddy rogers but you know so maybe i'll just do that and like <laughs> n- nobody really broke his balls about doing it because he had a lot of pull with uh advertising in the press they're like mm. well if we shut us shut us if we shut him down he'll fuck us with in the press and we won't get any coverage, you know? Oh, man. So they kind of let him get away with it, even though they kicked him out of the NWA. So that's what I'll do with my book. You know, uh, yeah. I'll give somebody uh sound alike names, like designer imposters, you know, <laughs> with the cheap knockoff perfumes or whatever, you know? Yep. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. You and Fred need to have a conversation. Cause yeah, I know yeah. he would be, he would jump at the opportunity before he gets you know, I have my own dark side of the ring stories, so yeah. <laughs> you know, but, not uh, not in too deep. You know, I'm you know, I'm still here, I'm still alive, but I've I've been through some shit. Yeah, some shit I've talked about, some shit I haven't. So smell like shit because you walked through it. Yeah. <laughs> no, what? I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know what? Tune in every Monday on Mind of the Meanie, yep. and you get to hear little bits, little nuggets of that shit <laughs> that Meanie's been through, and it's great, and we appreciate it. Oh my! And we always yeah. appreciate Not, speaking uh, of nuggets when you're being so uh, when when you're you're so transparent and open about these things um, and these uh-huh. experiences that you had, and and it helps people. It definitely helps people. So thank you, Meanie, for sharing all that stuff. And uh, before we go, I do want to remind everybody that they can go to mindofthemeanie.com. That will bring you to links for everything. It'll show. It'll take you to our t-shirts. It'll take you to our uh, Cella Toys action figures. It'll take you to our signed concept art and many more things that I'm sure we'll be adding on there. Um, but yeah, go to mindofthemeanie.com and pick up some uh, Mind of the Meanie action figures. It'd be great. Also, make yeah. sure that you go to pressandtees.com slash mindofthemeanie so you can get some of our great shirts that the wonderful Andy Slichter has been working on. He's currently working on some fun ones for That Was Extreme as well. Um, yeah, he's doing great. Um, and, uh, he just needs to, to, oh, what was the term? 
uh, I don't remember what it was, but to, to focus on something, which was great. I don't know. Oh, man. It, 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 it was awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. It's just, I'm just stumbling over words here because I can't remember what I was going to say and I also don't want to say it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, make sure that you can. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, yeah, go, uh, go follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie across the, uh-oh. There we go. Oh, smell that from here. <laughs> I'm going to use that fart as a way to, uh, as like a cut off, to cut off uh, any anything that I want to cut out of what I stumbled over. Maximize the, the psychology, Slichter says. You got to maximize the psychology. You, that could be your new ECW. <laughs> you know, when they have the little yep. <laughs> channel. T- it could be like. Oh, man. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, well. Before Meanie passes out from his own stank, uh, uh, I just want to ask everybody to follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie. Follow the Blue Meanie at Blue Meanie BWO across the board and follow me at Sosa Chernoff. Um, join us over on YouTube.com slash Mind of the Meanie and, of course, Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie where you get to watch these episodes. You get a little bit in the beginning, a little bit in the end. Hey, now. Um... That's all, Meanie. Anything else to say? Uh, again, I sound like a broken record, but thank you to everybody who supports us, uh, whether it's through Patreon or every download you do on uh, those Monday mornings or the views on YouTube. It all counts, and it all matters, and uh, it all helps us grow this show. And, uh, you know, Josh shows me the numbers, and I'm just totally blown away. Uh, the, you know, the, the amount of people who listen week in and week out, uh, you all matter. Yes. Uh, like I said, just like a wrestling show from the people up top to the people who rip the tickets, everybody's important and you're all very important to this show. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I know some shows are better than others and some, you know, sometimes it seem, might seem like we're calling it in, but, uh, we're here each and every week, uh, our goal is to be consistent and be there every Monday and help you get through, help you get through your day or your trip or your car ride or whatever you're going through and uh, be your uh, companion piece for your, your week. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. It is our goal to be there every Monday and we will continue that for as long as we are humanly possible, possibly able to. Uh, and that includes next Monday for episode 60 of Mind of the Meanie. Join us again as we take our 60th trip into the mind of the Meanie. Bye. Now. Blip, 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 blip.